With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Final day of the Major League Baseball season. It indeed is the Ken Miller Show here on the Big Talker 1700. KBGG is uh, we will talk the world of sports with you uh, and to you right up until uh, 2 o'clock today. Busy show, lots to get to. Scott Dockerman on the Hawkeyes. Scott's Dock with land at 10. We'll get the latest on Iowa as they get to lift their lid on their season. 11 o'clock on the Big Ten Network coming up Saturday morning. Scott Dockerman is going to be here. Uh, Eric Heft, the color commentary of both uh, football and basketball uh, for Iowa State. Hefty slides in here about 1245. Uh, then in the two, in the one o'clock hour, uh, Jordan Burnfield will head to, to Chicago. Get the latest on the Cubs, a lot on the Bears, some on Northwestern. Jordan covered Northwestern when he was at WGN for years. Of course, now he's with ESPN and then Bill Bender on National College Football. We'll wrap things up today at about one thirty-five. But between now and then, Trent and I will be with you. Trent Condon is here. He's here from uh, for, with me during this show from noon until 2. And then back with Jimmy B and TC from 4 until 6. Final day of Major League Baseball, Trent Condon. At least it seems like that, doesn't it? Well, easy to say for you as a Blue Jays fan to do that. Well, I'll... as a football fan, it's easy for yeah, me to say. Yeah, I'll still be keeping my eye on my Twinkies as they win another one last night. But yeah, uh, it's it's football. This mm-hmm. is our last night without real football right. that really matters. Yeah, I mean, Tuesdays and Wednesdays before Maction starts, yeah. and of course October, then all things change as baseball elbows its way back into the conversation, and rightly so, but it, it's every year. It, you get to this point, um, and, and as good as the baseball season has been in the last two years, been really good in sports talk in the market, of course, with the Cubs doing what they've been doing. Uh, Cardinals, okay. I mean, they're always good, but they're not a needle mover like the Chicago Cubs. I watched your Twins a lot last night. I watched a ton of the Cubs last night, and tonight I'll watch baseball intently for the last time until <laughs> until the playoffs. It's, uh, yeah, king football, as you like to yeah. say, Ken. And what uh what gets you revved up about tomorrow? Is it the Indiana Ohio State game? Well, it's 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 watching Minnesota. It's watching Ohio State because later on they'll appear on the Hawkeye schedule. Mm-hmm. So, like I'm not real jacked up about the matchups necessarily tomorrow night. There's been better opening nights in college football, in my opinion. There's been some SEC tilts over A and M uh, South Carolina a few yeah. years ago was a pretty good one. Um, it's the biggest home game in Indiana's. I mean, we went go back. When was the last time that Indiana had the national spotlight at their stadium? And oh, by the way, uh, Ohio State's in town to share the spot. Well, to take the spotlight from you, but you know what I mean. It's a huge, huge uh, opening night for Indiana football. Maybe the biggest in their history. Yeah, you probably have to certainly go back to what the Bill Mallory era before you're going to find anything close to what they have, and and not at this level. Game day is going to be there. 
And uh, just they're going to be inside the stadium, though, and doing a two-hour broadcast beforehand. I was listening to uh, Chris Felica, the Bear, on College Game Day. I didn't know that was his name. Yeah, yeah. His name? The Bear. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's how everybody knows him. Sure. Uh, he does a, a gambling podcast on ESPN that I was listening to Imagine last night. That. Yeah, listen, he listened to gambling talk. Yeah. And he had mentioned there are only 10, and it'll be down to 9 after Thursday night, Power Five conference places they haven't been for game day. Really? Well, Iowa State's one of them. Iowa State's one of them. That's what jumped to mind right away. Right. Uh, he said the one they really he wants to go to is Washington State. Okay. And you always see the Washington State flag back yep, there. Yeah. Minnesota. They, I gotta think they'd pass them. He didn't mention what they are, but we can. Oh, prob- he didn't. Huh? He didn't. We could probably narrow it down though. I can't think of a time they were. Why, up why would Minnesota. you go there? Right. right. They haven't had any big matchups right. later in the year. Illinois. Have you been to Vanderbilt? Probably not Vanderbilt. That's another good one. I would think. NC State. Maybe you know, the, they had a good the, year with they, Phillip there's Rivers. There's some buzz around that, that yeah, team this yeah. year. I'm not sure I'm buying the pack, but we'll see. Because game day has been going on now over 20 years. Yeah. So you got to think of that part of it, that's too. That's a good point. That's a good point. Lee Corso, back for another year. Mm-hmm. Look, at um, he's clearly not the same guy, right? But yeah. I'm so glad that – and he uh, – look, at, I think it was last year when they signed him to an extent. He teared up on, on TV. Yeah. You know, he talked about having the stroke. And, and ESPN gets a bad rap, and, and rightly so for a lot of things. But – Look, I'm a softy when it comes to these old guys, right? I'm one of them almost, maybe not quite to that point. But, you know, when when the guys that have been in your living room, last year, Vern Lundquist, I mean, that, right. that got me. Keith Jackson, not too many, not too long ago. Brent Musburger being taken off prime time and being relegated to the SEC network where he was prior to his retirement. These guys that have been, you know, on my television trend since the 60s. Yeah. When they do finally, it is time for them to go away. And, and, and Corso's one of those guys that... No, he's not the same. And, yeah, the guys have to really help him out a little yes. bit. It's kind of like you working with Jimmy B. <laughs> um, but as, as I did, and I knew that well, yes, role yes. well. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I'm glad that he's back in the role that he is. I am, too. And I gained even more appreciation. I think Herb Streak's excellent. He's phenomenal. But the way that he helps him during the broadcast, yeah. he's seen that the last two years. And Steve he, Stone with Harry Carey. Yes, helping those mm-hmm. guys along when yep. – when the moment comes, mm-hmm. and and you're gonna get, uh, we'll be there one day, Trent. <laughs> I'll be helping you along. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be searching for names and things like that. Yeah. But it's part of the process. I, I'm the same way. I was, I came full circle on guys like John Madden, mm-hmm. who I became annoyed with. You know, the shtick. All right, it's too much. And by the end, when everybody seemed to be ripping on Madden, I loved him. I loved because him because you knew it was coming to yep. an end, and just enjoy it while it's happening. Same thing with Vitel. Yeah, yes, Vitel mm-hmm. can be incredibly annoying. But, still, but he's earned his right has, to be yes, annoying. Yes, yeah. he absolutely has. I've come full circle on a lot of those kind of guys because you're when getting gone, old. I, I am getting old. That's yeah. that's a scary part of it too. You know, I I'm going to be sad not to hear Musburger call a game. I'm with you. I, I'm going to be disappointed, and I miss Keith Jackson two thirty. A big Big Ten game, and he comes to town when I was playing right. against Penn State. I and mean, if your TV's not on ABC, it's on CBS at two yeah. thirty, and Vern Lundquist right. is no longer there. The so. melodious tones, no more, yeah. and. Play-by-play broadcasters, you know, they, they kind of have their their own lane that pretty much everybody stays mm-hmm. in, and, and we're missing the wiggle room that we had in the past with a lot of those guys. No kidding. And that's a sad thing, at least to me. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Scott Dockerman, twi- in about uh, five minutes, a little bit more, we'll talk to Scott Dockerman. All right, Trent, uh, speaking of time, uh, 10 years ago today, um, well, I'll just go back a little bit prior to that because, you know, in the, doing this now for, this is my what, 22nd year, I think, 22nd year. 
in, in the twenty second year. Um, you're going to say something you're going to be dead wrong about, right? You're, that you're going people are you're going to remember this as the you know I stood to make a stand, and I was proven absolutely dead wrong. And this one to me is the one that uh, is going to be when when you know, when that day comes when you push me out of here, <laughs> um, the one major gaffe that I'm going to recall that I made uh, talking sports in the Des Moines market, I didn't give even the slightest hope at all that television viewers around the country would be willing to pay a Big Ten tax on the Big Ten Ah. network that was going to be force-fed down your throat, on your cable bill, on your DirecTV, on your dish. If you're in the Big Ten footprint, okay, maybe I'll give you that, and I could see why these television subscribers would be able to get by that. I didn't give it a chance in hell of succeeding. And it's it's been the flag carrier for now the SEC and the ACC and the Pac-12, if it ever gets carriage. Um, but I didn't think the Big Ten were right. In fact, I had Mark Silverman on uh, down the dial, and we got into a screaming match. I mean, wow. literally, it was... I was so prepared for the interview and felt I was so right mm-hmm. that I was going to make my points, and I'm going to be proven in the years to come. You know, put this one in the wind column for you. You're right. The Big Ten Network is a failure. It's never going to work. And they went on the air, and they had one sponsor. Remember Buffalo Wild Wings? Every commercial break, it was Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, And they got Rotel. Right. But what a success. I mean, what a success this network has been. What a cash cow for the universities in the Big Ten. I don't watch it other than, you know, from starting Saturday morning at 11 until maybe I re and, and then once basketball season's over, you reacquaint yourself in August when they're going to the camps. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the Olympic sports. I just don't, um, no offense to anybody that participates in them, but, but they don't move our needle here. So, um, but the big 10 network Trent has been such a phenomenal success and it, it began 10 years ago today. We, uh, with that, you know, you go down the one thing that I don't think anybody from the outside realized which is the carrier fees part of it. Mm-hmm. We just looked at it. Well, you have two commercials running and then a right. bunch of PSAs for the schools. Right. Are you making money at that? We didn't realize the amount of money that they got inside the Big Ten footprint and then even Crazy nationally. money. I mean, you're talking even anybody that has direct TV down in Florida. They're still playing a dime a month. Mm-hmm. That goes to the Big Ten. We didn't realize at that time. And, and, and I that was, was part you. of my argument. Yeah. And, and without that, yeah, it probably would have been a disaster. Mm-hmm. But they knew. Somebody in New York City is going to pay for the Big Ten Network ten cents a month? No way. Yes, they are. Yes, they are because it's on their package, right? And they don't know it's going there, no. but it's going. Portland, there. Oregon, going to pay for the Big Ten Network on their package on Dish Network? No way in hell. The well, dimes add up quickly. Oh my God! Every single month, every single subscriber. If you're watching television, you're paying for it. It's plain and simple, and the model has worked. Quite frankly, and uh, tip of the cap to them. Ten years, ten uh, year anniversary today. They're having a uh, a special tonight. On the Big Ten Network about their tenth year ten year anniversary. Well, it's closing day baseball, so I'm watching baseball. Ah, so you'll have so to let me know how that I'll, works. I'll out. let you know. I'll put it on the DVR. That p- might be some late night viewing for me tonight on right. that one. And uh, then they're going to go week by week and do a year recap of each year of the Big Ten over the next ten weeks on Wednesdays. So it'll be the 2007 mm-hmm. season on all the way through. There'll be some seasons, probably 2007. I won't want to look a whole lot, but right. 2009 that'll be a fun one to watch with Iowa football that year. Uh, the Big Ten uh, title game, the non-title game, title game against Ohio State, you know, all that. So there'll be some fun moments and probably some ones I'll stay away from. Yeah, too. ESPN lost a couple of major anchors. Uh, when 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 the NFL Network launched, remember Rich Eisen? Mm-hmm. Um, 
he, he jumped ship, went to the NFL Network. I could see that when it's NFL, after all. Dave Refson left the ESPN. He was a young broadcaster. In fact, Dave Refson used to come on uh, Bob Dyer and my show weekly uh, when uh, when he was still with ESPN. This is going way back, 99, 2000. And Refson jumped ship to le- left the uh, left the mothership to go to the Big Ten Network. I thought, wow, what a mistake. It's never <laughs> going to work for you, Dave. Uh, I hope you've got a fallback plan. Uh, but indeed, 10 years later, here we are. Let's get a break. We will uh, get to Scott Dockerman. Land of 10, it's working. In fact, it's expanding. They've moved into a bunch more conferences, the Big 12, the SEC, the ACC, all falling under uh, the Cox Media umbrella, which is where the Land of 10 falls under. Scott Dockerman covers the Hawks along with Bobby Legess, but Doc is here with us next. It's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon. We're on the Big Talker. 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Earnings vary based on your effort. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Des Moines? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Than Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Des Moines area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Des Moines is a perfect market for my system, and this week I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, call 1-800-539-2200. Seating is extremely limited. Call right now because this free ticket offer expires this Friday. That's 1-800-539-2200. That's 1-800-539-2200. Love the culinary business but tired of long and flexible hours working until midnight? Looking to expand your culinary techniques with authentic scratch kitchen experience? The Radish Dining and Catering is looking for full or part-time cooks. Call or stop today. The Radish is a true hidden gem, and it's closer than you think. Just a few blocks west of the Grimes exit off Highway 141, you'll find this quaint, inviting, deep green and red home-turned restaurant. You'll find one of the only made-from-scratch kitchens in Des Moines. The Radish serves daily lunch and dinner specials, along with premium steaks, seafood, and pasta off the menu. TheRadishDining.com. The Radish and Grimes is this week's sweet deal. Get $50 worth of Radish gift certificates for only $25. Yep, that's a sweet deal. $50 worth of the Radish gift certificates for only $25. There's a limited number, and they're sure to go fast. So get yours Friday morning at 9 at 1700kbgg.com. 
Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. It's that time of the year again. Football is right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in Central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show here on the Big Talker 1700 at KBGG here until 2. One more game, Trent, tomorrow night. Probably should throw this one out there. Tulsa, Oklahoma State. Mm. Uh, and the Cowboys are on the Cyclone schedule. Likewise, with Minnesota and Ohio State being on the Hawks, we'll pay a little bit of attention, get a first look at the Cowboys. Well, let's get our first conversation during game week with Scott Dockerman, Landa 10, him, Bobby Lejes, Sean Keeler, company, uh, but certainly Doc and Bobby focused on the Hawkeye program, and Scott Docterman joins us. Doc, uh, Trent and Ken on the Ken Miller Show, how are you? Hey, good, Ken. How's it going today? Good to talk to you, my friend. Well, yeah, you've, been, you you, you've been busy. Uh, Kirk Ferentz's press conference yesterday. I guess, um, you know, Doc, um, you know, once, it, once it was over, um, other than Nathan Stanley being Nate Stanley, uh, the fact that there are some freshmen that are going to see the field. Give us one or two of the takeaways from uh, from yesterday's game week press conference with Coach Ferentz. I think first you've got to look at uh, you know Josh Allen, the quarterback at, at Wyoming, and, and how much respect that uh, Kirk Ferentz has for a quarterback like that. I mean, he's bringing up uh, you know Ben Roethlisberger, and it's been you know 14 years since they played. Uh, you know, Miami of Ohio with Ben Roethlisberger, but still, uh, to go back and, and mention somebody who's pro- a probable Hall of Fame candidate, and that's who the comparison is, it shows you that, uh, you know, that that's being drilled into his players. So I think, you know, number one, the respect for a quarterback like that. And then, you know, I, I think, too, you could see the enthusiasm, and maybe it's more of a uh, just a general mood, but you could see the confidence and enthusiasm by both him and the players. They, they seem secure and and what they are and who they are. And, and uh, you know, and I've seen it in the past, but, I, I mean, but you could really feel it now. So, you know, they're, they're under the radar, no doubt about it. It's not getting picked. I know on BTN's West Division preview, they, Iowa didn't even crack the top three. I'd be surprised if Iowa doesn't end up in the top three at the end of the year. Uh, Doc, uh, let's to the quarterback position. And I think we, we in the media at least all had the assumption that, you know, when it's, when, when we get to the point that Nate, Nate, now Nate Stanley is going to be named the starter, that Tyler Wiggers, it's, um, you know, he's, he's there, but is he really there because you want to give him that, at least plant that seed? He's got a chance to win him because the last thing you need for him to do is to, you know, to, to decide to transfer somewhere and then you're really stuck without having much experience at all behind Stanley but listening to Ference yesterday it sounds as though this was a legitimate quarterback battle throughout the month of August did that surprise you because it did me I just assumed Stanley was going to be there listening to Ference he says no 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 guys this was a legit battle and Uyghurs had every opportunity to win it I think so. Uh, it was. I mean, you looked in the spring, and, and Stanley didn't look very good, and neither did 
uh, Uyghurs. So um, I don't know that they had, you know, there was really no separation. Now, part of it in the spring was, you know, the lack of wide receivers. But once they got into competition, neither one of them have played, uh, you know, uh, really any kind of meaningful snaps other than Stanley getting a few against North Dakota State last year. So, uh, you know, they wanted to to make sure they were making the right decision because Uyghurs was a four-star recruit. You know, people forget that for Detroit Country Day. So they wanted to give him every opportunity as well. And so, uh, you know, the one thing that Nate Stan- uh, that uh, Tyler Weegers always projected was confidence. He really he fit the part. He stood tall. He, when he talked, you could tell that he had a lot of confidence in himself. And, and Nate Stanley, even yesterday, admitted he was very nervous this week. And, and so you kind of wonder, is it... Uh, you know, you know, physically, Nate Stanley's superior in just about every way. But, you know, the mental game is, is at probably more important than the physical game. And I'm not suggesting Nate Stanley's not going to do well or anything, but you could just see that the confidence is a different animal between the two. So I think that's what kind of led to it being a competition as long as they have. And Iowa kind of took the leap of faith and went with the younger player. He just turned 19 on Saturday. So mm. I think this is uh, – you know, this is a chance for them to kind of grow with a guy that has a lot of talent. The talent's certainly there. You talk about between the head. Is there anything that the coaching staff can do, is trying to do, to get him to be more of that leadership, a spot that is certainly important with that at quarterback? Do you think there's anything that the staff can do to, to build that in him, or is it about reps and just be more comfortable with the guys around him? You know, I think it, in some ways it's just a per, it's his personality. He's pretty quiet mm-hmm. generally. Doesn't like to talk about himself. He's you know he talks enough on the field, but you know I know like I think Devonte Young told me yesterday that you know when he comes off the sidelines, you know he just kind of stands by himself. But if he needs something to say, he'll say it. And uh, you know whereas you know C.J. Beathard, you know I kind of called him like the Jack Teller of Sons of Anarchy. I mean hmm. he was the man. I mean he everybody deferred to him in every single situation, and you just don't have that now. But but I think you know he's younger. He's got older teammates, you know, still three years older than he is on the redshirt seniors. So I'm sure he's kind of deferring to them a little bit in the leadership area. But I think it's all about confidence. If he can go out and make plays, they're going to have confidence in him, and he'll be able to project that as well. So, um, you know, I guess the one thing that coaches could do is put him in positions to succeed. What are his best routes? How could he hit them? And, uh, you know, and do it early in the game so that way he can, uh, you know, have some success. And Iowa, you know, he can progress that way. Well, Doc, if they can put some pressure on the quarterback this week, it's certainly going to help the secondary of Iowa, a young secondary, you know, playing without Regamba in week number one, and that's a blow, especially when they got a quarterback that uh, is being talked about as the first quarterback taken in the 2018 draft at the end of next April. But Josh Jackson's flashed. Uh, Oja Media is going to have his opportunity. Uh, the safeties. I'm concerned... Uh, this week, about this young secondary, and they and they and they're going to get tested. Because, and and you know what? At the end of the day, it's probably a good thing that they're facing a quarterback uh, that's this good because the very next week, when they make their way to Ames, they're going to test a terrific passing attack in Iowa State. Is the secondary a concern from where you sit, Doc? Yes, it is. I mean, you know, when you lose Desmond King and, and Greg Maven, both of which are in NFL camps, King, we all know about his legacy. And then you add on to that Brandon Snyder, you know, his injury in the spring. I mean, that's three starters right there off your team gone. Now, Manny Rugamba, you know, I think was 
probably an upgrade over Greg Maben. He's got a lot of good ball skills, but he's suspended for this game. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Josh Jackson, I think, has made a lot of strides. I think he's a good corner. Uh, but, he, you know, he's had one start. That was in the Outback Bowl. And Ojemudia has barely played. And, and behind him, you've got nothing but freshmen. So, you know, when you're playing against a guy who everybody believes has the talent to play on Sundays and get, you know, a, a double, you know, an eight-figure signing bonus, that that's a concern for this unit. Now, Iowa can counter that by getting a lot of pressure, as you said, mm-hmm. up front. I mean, Iowa's defensive line is the best it's been since 2010. I mean, usually you'd have a couple of players on the edge who are good. Um, they were really inexperienced inside or vice versa. In this case, they've, they've got experience and talent everywhere. And, uh, of course, uh, A.J. Epineza leading the pack is a true freshman. So I think uh, this is a, that's the one thing they can do. I mean, you know, Wyoming's got a really inexperienced front line in some, case, in some areas, especially center. I think this is a situation where Iowa can take advantage of that, force Josh Allen to make some throws because a quarterback who lost 142 receptions Saw from that. last year, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you're going to see him make some for- – he's going to force some passes. And that's where Iowa can generate some interceptions. All right, Scott, uh, I know you like to play the over-under game. A.J. Epinesa, over-under 25.5 snaps on Saturday against Wyoming. I'll say over, because I think Wyoming's going to pass probably 50 times mm-hmm. in that game. Iowa, Iowa's going to run the football, Iowa's going to get a lead, and, and he's going to try to bring them back. And, and I, I think he's going to be on the field a lot. They're going to do a lot of rotations, because First game of the year, people's legs aren't there. There's going to be some cramps, and um, you're going to see you know, some people uh, just being to rotate in and out. Mm. Secondary-wise for Wyoming, uh, they're not bad, Doc. Uh, they got a real good safety back there, as you know. Um, who will, who will the, lead the Hawkeyes when we crack uh, land to 10 or wherever we, we go to get our, uh, our box score of the game? Um, Nate Stanley will complete how many passes, and who will be the leading pass catcher after Saturday? I will, I will give it slightly above 10. I think he'll be in the 10 to 13 completions. Um, and I think it's going to probably be somebody like Matt Vandenberg. I mean, you know, he was the security blanket, you know, for Bethard for a couple of years. I think he's the kind of guy that's going to find ways to get open and make plays. You know, and normally I'd probably look more tight end um, in this situation. But, yep. you know, as, as you mentioned, Andrew Wingard is the Mountain West preseason defensive player of the year as a strong safety. So I'm sure – He's going to try to lock up with Fant because he is the most athletic of the time. Mm-hmm. So I would go with Vandenberg in the, probably the five to six catch range. With an overview, special teams always so important. Uh, some thoughts on Miguel Racinos looking like he wins the kicking game. We saw the strong leg that he had and sound like he really turned some heads at kids' day practice. Your thoughts on him and then what's going to happen at Penner? Kirk uh, mentioned maybe we'll see both the guys out there. Yeah, I mean, Racinos looked really good at Kids Day. He made all nine field goal attempts, different hashes, varying distances, whereas Keith Duncan, you know, made only five and nine. So uh, this was something where Racinos just kept working, just kept coming. And, and uh, you know, it's not unlike what we saw with uh, a few years ago. I think it was Nick Ellis and, and Marshall Kane, and Kane eventually won that job. And I think that's kind of the case here where Racinos just, you know, kept getting better. And, and Duncan was maybe a little more inconsistent. But, you know, I don't think they would hesitate to turn if something negative happened in that regard. And then at Punter, uh, you know, Gersande Thunder's scholarship, he just came this summer. Uh, you know, Rastetter's had the opportunity for a long time to kind of show that he's there, and I think they feel probably a little more comfortable with Rastetter just because he's been there, I think this is his third year. 
However, Grisande's got a lot of talent. He's 6'4", you know, played. he's grew up in Australia. Um, I think that they'll trade off and on, and, and eventually Grisande will take that spot. Hmm. Uh, Akram Wadley, uh, James Butler, how will they divvy up the carries, do you think, Doc? I think it'll be close to 50-50. I mean, Butler is, uh, you know, I've been really impressed from what I've heard and seen of him, and, and I think, you know, he's the perfect type back for this attack. But then, you know, Akram Wadley, we know what he can do. Uh, so I think they're going to try to split him up, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if you start seeing somebody like Torin Young also takes, uh, you know, reps at running back, maybe get five or six carries, and uh, you know, and then Akron Wadley might play in the slot some too. So um, you know, their touches are going to be really close. I wouldn't be surprised to see Butler carry the ball a little bit more, but I think uh, you know you might see you know maybe a fifteen and eleven split there, but mm-hmm. uh, you know Wadley getting you know maybe four or five passes mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Doc, last thing I know you got to you got to run. Uh, I just want to uh, go to George Kittle. The fact that he's going to be the starting tight end for the San Francisco Forty Nine ers. I mean, we saw a glimpse of him last year, but yet another tight end graduates from Iowa. I guess Clark didn't. He left with some eligibility on the table, but it's just. It, it it just seems disproportionate how many tight ends go on and make an NFL team, and a lot of them stay on rosters for a long, long time. George Kittle, uh, as a rookie, is going to start week one for the Niners. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, I think what we saw to George Kittle, you know, in, in the past, you know, he makes big plays. He was hurt a little bit last year. And then, uh, you know, I followed him really closely through the, the draft process. I was at his house for two of the days for the draft and, uh, you know, watched him get selected by the 49ers and, and saw him at the combine. And, you know, he wowed people. I think he had the 15th fastest time uh, ever by, by a uh, tight end. And then you look at his blocking ability, and that's really the hallmark for Iowa is you have pretty good athletes playing that position who can catch the football, but they can block. And that is a rarity almost in the NFL today because so many tight ends come out of the spread where, they, you know, they, they're just bigger matchup problems for people. So, uh, you know, George has a lot of talent, you know, really a great attitude and work ethic. And it doesn't surprise me at all that he put himself in that position. And, you know, and yeah, and the 49ers have so much faith in him. They traded their starting yeah. tight end yesterday to make room for him as the starter. Speaks volume. Scott Dockerman, Land at 10, along with Bobby Leges. Scott Dockerman covering the Hawks, landat10.com. Thank you, Scott. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. Good to talk to you. Scott Dockerman uh, joining us as he previews Iowa and be with us each and every week. Trent Connell, let me let me uh, see how your brain is. Okay. Um, you know, going back to Dallas Clark, there's been so many tight ends. Uh-huh. That it, let, let's see how many we can get. Okay. So are you going to write them down? Or you want me to write them down? You got a pen handy there? You got well, that I got the pen. pen. It's, it doesn't work with a damn. All right. Let me, let me flip through my notebook. All right. So. Clark. Clark. Chandler, Moyaki, Moyaki, Myers, mm-hmm. Fedorowitz. Yeah. So who are we? Kittle. Missing? Kittle. Yeah. There's a recent one. All right. Um. We got Brandon Myers. Brad Herman had a shot. Uh, Alan Reisner. Oh, Reisner. Reisner. We, uh, did, did he play? Well, you got to put him he, he was on a roster. He was, he was with yeah. the Vikings, right, for a cup some, of coffee? A couple, couple of years, I think he was on and off practice squad, so mm-hmm. he had a shot there. Um, yeah, Brad Herman didn't stick, I don't believe. No, I, I don't put him on the list. Doozy's a great what if with that mm-hmm. injury. Boy, mm-hmm. was he good. Yeah. What, what did he, didn't he have the long touchdown against Wisconsin? Ohio State. Ohio State. Out there, last time they played the Buckeyes. 
Is that is 2014, that twenty thirteen? Crazy. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Did we get them all? I, I have a feeling there's, we missed one. There's something in there that I'm Got sure we CJ. missed. No. I'm trying to think of numbers and seeing if anything jumps in when I'm going through there. Eighty. 81 Moyaki, 82 mm-hmm. Reisner, Boy, what could have been with Tony Moyaki, right? He oh, just couldn't, one. even when he was Iowa, he couldn't avoid the injury play. Yeah. I mean, one after another. This guy was so good. That Syracuse night game. Yeah. Right? I mean, he mm-hmm. he was a different level. And, <laughs> and also think of the quarterback play he had early in his career. Not bad. Yeah. Well, it went from Tate, yeah. but then he had Christensen for a well, year Well, that, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, I'll give you that. But then he got better at the end. Boy, I was looking at Christensen's numbers. I don't know what I was talking about the other day with a buddy. He was 17-6 touchdown-interception ratio, Yeah, yet he completed 52% of his passes. He killed a ton of worms, Trent. In the Iowa <laughs> offense, under Ken O'Keefe, to only complete 52% mm-hmm. of your passes, that's kind of the thing that I look at here with Stanley. We know he has the big arm, but he's got to complete what would be Back to over-unders. What's the over-under you're setting for well, him? Well, I don't think he'll do 60. I'm with you. I'd put it... 56? 56 and a half mm-hmm. is where I was going to go. And I might shade under. Yeah, look at... And I, if I, it is under, then I think we're in that 6 and 6 range. I agree. If he's approaching 60, then you can dream about an 8 and 4. Yeah, look at... I. I it's, as much as anything, tuning uh, turning on the TV Saturday to watch the Hawks, that's clearly... I mean, it's the quarterback. I get that, mm-hmm. right? But... I want to see. I haven't seen enough of Nate Stanley to really be able to form a an opinion one way or another. It's a huge, huge question mark. And just because they've anointed him the starter, I mean, let, let's see what he's got. Yeah. And then next week he goes on the road for his first start on the road uh, in Ames in front of 61,000. Do you buy into body language? No, I never confidence. have. Well, confidence, surely. Confidence, so you kind of put those separately. Mm-hmm. Because now this is the second time we've heard about Stanley and... Nerves. They're concerned about him. Mm-hmm. They're, he is the more talented of the two guys. It, when you're talking about arm talent, he's got the stronger Well, you, you don't take a, peel a kid's red shirt off yes. for nothing last right. year, right? And they and, did. And when you have a returning guy that was the backup it, the year before. Precisely. I mean, he was right there, and then, yep. nope, we're putting this kid in there for... We're proved to be, what, 15 snaps, mm-hmm. nine passes last year is all that he played. That's scary. That's scary when you still have people saying, eh, we're not sure about this guy, and he's very tepid as a quarterback. You can get away with it. But quarterback, think of how important that is. Tom Brady, what he's turned into. On the other side, we both love Jay Cutler's arm talent. Yes, I do. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to equate Nate Stanley and, and Cutler in terms of off-field, but different kind of personalities. There's a certain type of personality to be a successful quarterback at a high level and it continues to be a question, I think, with Stanley. Right, and we'll, what we'll see with him is how quickly he's able to forget, too. Mm-hmm. C.J. Beathard, I don't think, when, when <laughs> something went wrong for him, it was you know the next play. Drew Tate, he was a little more fiery. Yeah. I remember that game in 05 well, out at Ohio State. No, the Michigan game when he got his block, when he got his helmet knocked yeah. off. Remember that one? Yeah, he kept playing. And, but then that year, the next year, that was in 04, the next year, uh, they were getting throttled by Ohio State. They couldn't move the football. He's spiking the doll. He's yelling at people. He's going crazy over there. He didn't handle it the best when things weren't going his way. So there's different personalities that get away. This kind of personality that sounds like Nate Stanley has, though, can you think of a quarterback like that? Mm-hmm. It's very shy. 
That's very quiet. That's very reserved. Trevor Simeon, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, we'll take a time off. We'll go from the Hawks to the Clones. Eric Heft is the color commentator and has been for years when both men's basketball and football. Hefty joins Trent and I next as we continue here on the Ken Miller Show. It's the Big Talkers 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Boom. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee. So whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from. So place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. At Menards, home improvement means saving big because right now you'll get an 11% rebate on everything. Save on all custom craft laminate countertop. Choose from a variety of colors, edge styles, and lengths. And give your kitchen, laundry, or utility room a fresh new look. Plus, get an 11% rebate. Stop waiting and start saving with an 11% rebate on everything now at Menards. Good through September 4th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. There it is, the brand spanking new Holy Mother of Awesome 4K Ultra HD TV. With a gazillion pixels of super crisp resolution, you can see it in your living room. And then you see the price. Your hopes are officially dashed. Don't let those big box retailers give you static. Swing by Rent-A-Center or go to rentacenter.com and get the big brands you want for small payments you can afford, all without credit. Rent-A-Center. Big brands. Small payments. Rental purchase transactions. See store for details. 
When your battery goes dead, everything can come to a stop. Don't take a chance on getting stranded. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and get your battery tested free of charge. If your battery does need to be replaced, O'Reilly Auto Parts can help you find the exact superstart battery that fits your car or truck at a guaranteed low price. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 1700 KBGG is your home for high school football. Join me, Trent Condon, each and every Friday night starting at 7 o'clock for the Central Iowa Game of the Week. After the game, keep it locked on 1700 KBGG for the Hart Tongue and Schrader Scoreboard Show. We'll take you up until 11 o'clock with scores from across the state of Iowa. Your home for high school sports, 1700 KBGG. This Friday night, Waukee makes the trek to take on the Valley Tigers at Valley Stadium. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Welcome back, Ken Miller Show on the Big Talker KBGG 1700. Appreciate you tuning in. Trent and I are here until 2 o'clock. Then some national flavor, Tiki and Tierney, 2 to 4. Back at it with another local programming, more local programming, Jimmy B and TC from 4 until 6. As promised, let's talk some Cyclone, shall we? He's the color commentator for Iowa State. He's Eric Heft, and he joins us. Eric, uh, Trent Condon, Ken Miller, good to talk to you again, Eric Heft. How are you? been a while ken nice to have you back uh, over the air yeah thank you eric i appreciate it how was the golf game this summer uh pretty good not bad was it had uh, a lot of opportunities yeah, i bet you did well uh <laughs> those days are almost well, almost behind us football saturday night uh, to no surprise jack trice sold out again for week number one as you and i will pay another visit eric um from what you've seen watching practice so far you know, from Matt Campbell to year one to Matt Campbell year two, without playing a game and seeing them in game action, do you notice a difference, Eric? I just think they're so much more organized and settled and understanding what's expected. Uh, both the coaches and the players, I think, have a, a much better feel for, for where they're at right now. I think they had some addition by subtraction on the roster. And just looking at the roster right now, I mean, as I compare it to last year, I just I. I think I see a lot more Big 12 caliber athletes, and I think if you're going to compete, you've got to have them. Well, you certainly do on offense. There's no and your secondary secondary strong as you as you well know. But you know this receiving core. And sure, you can go around college football, and I'm sure somebody can find one that would, you know, that would be compared to what Iowa State's got. But, but Eric, you know, you've, you've covered Iowa State football for a long time with Butler and Murdoch and Epps and Eaton and Trevor Ryan and Deshante Jones. And oh, by the way, Alan Lazard. I mean, uh, Chase Allen, the tight end, who certainly looks the part. Uh, Jacob Park is going to have a lot of guys that he can throw the football to. Uh, without question, when you talk about strength of a team, uh, for Iowa State, you start with the wide receivers because 
most of them or a lot of them are proven uh, and and I think the addition, some of the younger guys coming around, you know, like a Hakeem Butler, I think that just bodes uh, very well. I think the big thing is going to be, uh, can Jacob have enough time uh, mm-hmm. to make the throws? And when you watch that line, Eric, uh, what, what, from what you've seen, look, Manning you know, worked wonders with it last year, kind of piecing it together. A lot of those guys back for another go-around. Um you know, Campos is healthy. He's going to man the left tackle position. This line should be better than it was last year, don't you think? I mean, I know it has to be, but don't you think it will be? I think it will be. You know, now the question, I think, as you look at the schedule and you see, you know, how the games fall, Iowa State has an advantage to get off to a pretty good start this season. And can that offensive line come around sooner rather than later? Last year, I thought Manning did a terrific job, and the players uh, really made tremendous improvement but i think this group has without question more talent uh but are they going to be ready to go from game one because uh those first two games actually the first three games last year i mean it was it was pretty horrific in the offensive line you know eric another component is the depth depth that they're looking to build and it's football there's going to be injuries that can happen is there a position group that has built up the depth outside of wide receiver? We know about the depth there that you think is built up enough that could withstand some injuries this year. Is there a position group as a whole that you really like and what they're building? I think secondary. Yeah, me too. I think they've got some real some young players like an Arnold Azuna, uh, Keontae Jones, a true freshman, uh, Detron Young. I mean, they've got a number of guys, Lawrence White. A bunch of guys back there I think are very capable of playing winning football in the Big 12. So I would say secondary. I think running back is another spot, even though uh, Kane uh, Nwangu is out at least for a while, perhaps for the entire year. But the addition of Johnny Lang, you throw Mike Warren, of course, David Montgomery, I think that's an area where you have some depth. So And tight end, where we really have not been non-existent in the tight end position mm-hmm. really for the last couple of years from a production standpoint. You know, with Chase Allen, Dylan Sainer, I, I think they've got a lot more. Pardon my dog. Uh, mailman <laughs> arrived. <laughs> um, I, I think there's, there's, there's some depth there, and I, we're going to find out how quality of depth it is, but I think certainly they're able to, to play more players at that position than they have been in the past. I'm talking offensive, no, offensive line is still a work in progress in terms of depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more depth than defensive line, too. Is it quality depth? And once again, we're going to start finding out Saturday night. Hmm. Uh, talking to Iowa State football with Eric Heft, the color commentator, along with John Walters. You hear them on the Cyclone Radio Network. Jacob Park had a full off season uh, with with the program that starts at the end of the year last year. This is his offense now, uh, now Eric, uh, and and confidence goes a long way. Knowing you're the guy, knowing that you're you know you're not competing for that number one job. What have you seen from Jacob Park this fall? He is very confident, and I think he can make all the throws. You know, I, I think the biggest question will be it'll have to be answered under the fire. I mean, how much have you really progressed in terms of, of doing getting your pre-snap reads down, being able uh, to isolate and, and, and identify receivers early, and then make the throws? You know, sometimes you know there's a fine line between winning and losing, and completing a couple of key throws on third down. Uh, to keep a drive alive, which we couldn't do a year ago, could be the difference between beating Oklahoma State or Baylor mm-hmm. and not being able to do it. Now, is he going to be able to do that this year? We, once again, we won't know until we see the live action. Eric, we know what a loss to you and I has done to this program throughout the last decade or so, you know, how it can derail things very quickly. I don't think you can overstate the importance of this game, but 
when you look at the Panthers, basically a whole new coaching staff outside of Mark Farley and uh, Jeremiah Johnson over there, a lot of new guys. What do you expect to see out of you and I as you've been digging into film of the Panthers? Well, I think one of the things, when they made the switch uh, to Eli Dunn, I think they really turned into a team that's much more versatile in terms of being able to throw the football. You know they're always going to want to run the football, but I think they've got some decent receivers uh, I think the biggest thing for Iowa State would be, can they stop their running game? Uh, they've got a lot of guys back in the offensive line. They had some success running against Iowa State last year, and that was probably the single biggest factor in the game. They could run it. Iowa State couldn't mm-hmm. uh, last year. They really won the battle of the trenches. I think that's going to be key for Iowa State to, to find a way to put Eli Dunn in, in, in must-pass situations as opposed to, you know, being able to set up the, the passing game with a little play action because they've been able to run the football. Uh, defensively on the defensive line, you talked about the, uh, the, the not sure about the depth behind them. Eric, the, the, you went, Matt Campbell and his staff went heavy on the JUCOs, bringing in three guys that I think are going to go a long way into determining the success of this football team. Certainly Ray Lima is going to get his opportunity very early. Matt Leo, if he plays half as good as he looks, he's going to be a star there. And Don Gamoa finally got there. Don't know when he's going to see the field, but they were raving about his size yesterday, so I'm assuming they're looking forward to plugging him into the middle of that line. Uh, heavy on the JUCO ranks, those JUCOs are going to be counted on a lot, I think, to determine just a, a lot of the success of the 2017 Iowa State football program. Well, I, I think there's, there's no question about that. You know, I think it's going to be better. I think Ray Lima gives them a guy that's ready to contribute right now. Matt Leo still has to learn in live action at this level, you know, how to be how to be an effective player. And I think Tongamo is going to be good too, but don't expect much, certainly in the first uh, few weeks. But uh, I think the defensive line is going to help. I think the real question mark for Iowa State defensively is a linebacker. I have mm-hmm. great confidence, or uh, some confidence, mm-hmm. I'll put it that way, in Joel being a linebacker. He's a really good football player. He looks the part. Uh, I think he can be really good, but we don't know. I mean, it's a totally different uh, ball of wax when you get it into the season. I think if the defensive line is good, that can do nothing but help those linebackers uh, be able to make plays, especially in the run game. So, uh, But I do like Iowa State, a lot of the personnel defensively. Uh, Uwazirike is going to be a really good player. He's got size. I mean, they've got a number of guys with size there, Jaquan Bailey, uh, Josh Bailey, Jamal Johnson. So they have more size. I think they have some, some really good athletes, uh, maybe not completely across the board, but good enough athletes I think can compete. And I think they can maybe – Help the linebackers out. That would be huge for Iowa State. Who's wearing number seven, Harvey or Lanning? I am. <laughs> okay. Uh, so neither. So when you're filling out your depth chart, that I'm assuming John certainly has in front of him. I'm guessing you have one similar. You're not going to shed any light into uh, what your what your depth chart that you'll have in front of you is going to say at this point, huh? Well, I wouldn't tell you if I knew, uh-huh. but I don't know. But I don't know anyway. So it, you know what? If I can't tell the difference between Willie Hardy, that's a good point. You know, and Joel Lanning, I got bigger issues. You do. Hey, uh, you know what? One of your issues this year is you're not going to be home for Christmas. The the, the Hefs are hitting the road, uh, doing a bowl game this year. Eric, how about that? I'm for it. You know, a lot of time to see my family. Other times, <laughs> if we're gone over Christmas. Uh, my whole family would be thrilled anyway. Good stuff. Eric, look forward to talking to you throughout the year. Thank you, as always, Eric Heft. Uh, we'll be listening on uh, on Saturday night. Eric Heft, uh, the Cyclone Radio Network. Thanks, Eric. Uh, great to have you back, Ken. Thank you, buddy. Eric Heft.
uh, joining us here on the Ken Miller Show on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Cyclones to a bowl game. Is that what I, you're saying, I, I, I do. Miller? Well, look, at it. as I've said, I think that whoever wins next week's game is going bowling. I, I think they're both five, six-win teams. Okay. I feel that way. I think Iowa State has to and will run the non-con portion of their schedule. Kansas is a win. Okay. At Texas Tech, uh, Kingsbury's going to get fired after this year. I really believe that. This Texas Tech team is bad, Trent. I mean, really bad. They got a couple of former Hawkeyes. Dick yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and he was Derek named Williams. captain. Yeah. Uh, Shimanek was named captain. Yeah, the quarterback. Um, so if I'm right there, that's five. At Baylor, I don't think they're going to beat TCU. A lot of the fan base thinks they're going to beat TCU. I, I can't go there. I don't think they're beating Texas on Thursday night. They, a lot of people think they are. To get to six, as you kind of come up with the equation, they have to win one of the two between Iowa and Texas. They have to get one of those yes, two. Yes, I agree. If, if Iowa does beat them, I think they got to beat Texas on that. Thursday. I agree with you. And Texas will be coming off a gauntlet of themselves of what they play early on the season. And the Longhorn schedule, that's the thing. Is some people are going a little sneaky, uh, maybe a Red River shootout rematch for the Big 12 championship, if you believe in Herman. I can't go there because I don't love their schedule this year. Yeah, they open with Maryland. Um, I mean, that should be a win. San Jose State, but then the, the Heisman favorite, Sam Darnold, in USC. Well, good luck with that. And we saw what they did last year in the bowl game, the points that they scored. And then they get that, you know, because they play on a Thursday night, so they get a week, what is it, 10 days or whatever days, before yeah. uh, before they make their way to Ames. I, I just think Tom Herman's going to have, I think they have more talent on the roster than sure. Iowa State year in and year out. Yep. And... I'm going to pick Texas in that football game. So if I'm right and Iowa State is going to go bowling, they have to sweep the non-con. Mm-hmm. They, they should beat Kansas. They, I think they'll win on the road at Texas Tech. Then you got to find one more. Find one more. They've and been so close against Kansas State throughout the years. Yeah, but Snyder's a witch. He's got he their is. number, Trent. Is it at Baylor the week before that? I was uh, talking with Pete Mundo back right after Big 12 conference days, our friend from Heartland College yep. Sports. Mm-hmm. He thinks that Snyder... This is it, and he's not sure. Wait, they what want, he's he wants during. his son to take the game, right? Right, and we'll see what Gene Taylor has to say about right. that. Right, but he's wondering well, what Sni- kind of energy is left for Snyder. Well, interesting point. Yeah. Uh, I think Snyder was probably asked to give the thumbs up at the athletic director hiring. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, the co- the stadium is named after him, <laughs> after all. So if Gene Taylor was hired, I have to think that Bill Snyder probably had that conversation about moving Junior in when it's time for him to walk away, but interesting. All right, the first hour of the Ken Miller Show is over. Coming up, uh, we will hear from Jordan Burnfield. We're going to head to Chicago. We will talk some Cubs on the final day of the Major League Baseball season, at least till the playoffs. Um, we'll talk some Cubs with Jordan. We'll talk some Bears. Look, Trent, I know you're a Bears fan, and mm-hmm. in your season, you're not probably as excited yeah. as a lot of NFL fans are with their teams. But you got – look, at Kurt Warner was benched, and Eli Manning took his spot, mm-hmm. right? And Eli Manning was a very high – well, he was first overall. Right, yeah. And they, they traded him with Phillip Rivers, who was fourth overall. Um Trubisky's going to see the field. Yeah. It's just a matter of when, and probably the best thing for him, for him and his team, is that happens sooner rather than later. So, even though the Bears aren't going anywhere, you start to turn the page, and maybe that light at the end of the tunnel gets a little closer. That's what I'm excited. I'm certainly more excited now than it was before the preseason. I I can understand why he's looked good. He has looked good. Yeah. He actually shows some promise. I, I hated the pick when it happened, but right. here we are. He's got a strong arm. And now some excitement. He can mm-hmm. throw on the run. He's, he can make all the throws. And the schedule early on is incredibly difficult. doesn't matter who's starting the quarterback. They're right. probably not going to win many games early on. Eh, 
Let Glennon be the guy that gets beat up. In the When's first their five bye seats. week? Do you know? Uh, right around. I know the first five games are really difficult, and that's that's when I kind of maybe expect to see the changing of the guard. Well, if that's the case, if if they if their bye is after week five, after week six. I could see that being an ideal time for them to turn the keys over. Mike Glennon, thanks for playing. Thanks for coming over here. We paid you a lot of money, and we understand you're a little PO'd, but you know what? Uh, we're going to do what's best for us, and that is move on. Do you, do you find Not till later. It's late, right? Yeah, right. Uh, Early November? November 5th. So they will have played nine, eight games by then, right in the middle of their season. Yeah. Don't give it to the kid quite yet, but let Glennon be bad. Then trade. Then move on. Week. I think week six. Week six. So you play the Falcons, Buccaneers, Steelers, Packers, Vikings, Ravens before they host the Carolina Panthers. Interesting point. Uh, It's going to happen, Trent, and I think that's what Bears fans have to be excited about. We'll take the break. We'll come back. The uh, one o'clock hour, final hour of the program coming up next. It's the Ken Miller Show on the Big Talker seventeen hundred KBGG. Seventeen hundred KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to three, sports talk that rocks. Seventeen hundred KBGG. You've got skills, so why not make money with those skills? Can you mow a yard, clean a house, hang a flat-screen TV, haul off some junk? Well, check out Tackle.com. That's T-A-K-L.com. Tackle is an amazing new app that connects people who can perform small jobs and chores with customers who need them done. And the Tackle app is coming to cities all across America soon. Go to Tackle.com to see where Tackle is launching next. Just complete the six easy steps to register, and you can be your own boss, set your own hours, and make great money as a Tackle provider. The Tackle app is revolutionizing the way people get things done. Go to Tackle.com today and sign up. Stop thinking about making money doing what you love and start doing it with Tackle. Sign up to be a Tackle provider now at Tackle.com. Tackle.com. That's T-A-K-L dot com. Switch to AT&T prepaid and get two months of free service with no annual contract on AT&T's network. Two months free, huh? You know, my wife wanted two months free. and Then she jetted off to the Canary Islands and met some tennis pro named Sergio. Kevin? She doesn't even like canaries. You want to stick to the script, please? Right. Sorry, Dan. It's Don. Don. <clears throat> With AT&T prepaid, you can watch all of your favorite shows with no annual contract. Wow. No annual contract? No commitment at all? Remind you of anyone, Don? Maybe your wife? Bingo. Can we wrap this up, Kevin? Oh, sorry, Doug. That's prepaid your way from AT&T. Great. Thank you. Sure beats whatever Sergio's offering. Okay, that's it. I'm cutting the legal. Limited time offer. Requires payment of activation taxes extra. Account must remain active on $45 or $65 plan and cannot lapse to get bill credit for third and 12 months. Fees covered and other restrictions apply.